welcome to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and listeners, I would love to thank you very much for tuning in this week. We have Atana here, as always. We have our guests, and the topic for today is not being able to sleep. So a lot of people take their worries with them into bed, and we're going to discuss this topic of insomnia today with our wonderful energy healers. So first of all, I'd love to thank our sponsors. I'd like to thank BBS Radio and our producer, Don, and also just mention that the work that we come here each week to discuss is a method called the Atana Method, who was created by no one else except for Atana. And you can find links to all of this work on Atana's website. You can Google him. There you will find everything that you need to know about his music, his chanting, his crystal stores, his social media channels, all of his offerings in terms of his classes, his meditations. There's so much for you to discover. So head on over to atanamethod.com. Anyway, this topic of insomnia seems to be coming up quite a bit for our listeners at the moment and it's a very interesting topic and we're going to dive into this but before we do I'd like to welcome Atana. So hello Atana. Hello wonderful Anna, hello wonderful beings, uh, wonderful listeners Dawn and of course Carol and Saber. I'm so happy that I can be on air, on ground, everywhere at the same time and it's beautiful that we have this great opportunity to support and, you know, be the best that we can be. Mm, it's so true. You, everybody wants to be the best they can be, I guess, at the end of the day, and that's what this work does. Atana, insomnia, the inability to be able to sleep at night, it affects so many people. Um, it's one of the, the biggest reasons in America whilst, why sleeping pills are actually prescribed because people just cannot sleep. It is at epidemic proportions, and it seems to be coming up more and more at the moment. Let's dive into this topic. What can we do to help our listeners? Yeah. First of all, I have uh, I have to share a lot of people coming in, and there are there are highly effective people, and they're working um, they're working all day long. They are solution finders. They're problem solvers. And they're constantly are going on and seeing how they can improve their lives. And we, we are all, in our ways and forms, uh, bound by our time management. Um, however, we decide to invest and be as effective as we can be in our daily lives, we have to really look at our time management in terms of where there is actually space in the day for us, for ourselves. And when you look at effective people who are doing so much and helping and supporting and, and truly are being successful, um, you're looking at also everything is just a task and it requires to find a solution and, uh, or even how to transform or transmute what's coming up and to go up to the next point. So we are, everybody in some way or form is a, solution finder these times because uh, we have to be so effective in order just to function. Just think about getting out of bed and starting your day. A lot of us are uh, doing this on autopilot and automated. What's, an, what's a good thing? Even like the coffee machine can be uh, having a, a timer now. 
something. We don't just have an alarm. We have even um, the light dimmers can be turned on at a certain time. The radio, the the music, Alexa can wake us up with music. Um, there's so many opportunities and possibilities we have to start the day and, and be very effective with that and being in an automatic state. But at the same time, there's no button designed to, hey, this is it, the day is over, and now it's time to sleep. And I observed something very interesting. And I'm, I'm working with people from all works of life. Uh, but actually, this idea was being brought up by one in one of my sessions. And uh, this was very interesting because we were talking about an, um, an OCD perfectionist. And uh, we came to a conclusion where it actually turned out that sleeping is just another task that successfully needs to be completed. And that, therefore, has a lot of pressure. Because if you want to be having a successful sleep, now you have to think about if you don't get your eight hours successful sleep, then you, you basically are doomed because you're not repairing your system. And look how it's everywhere promoted. You have to get eight hours of sleep. Otherwise, you're not going to be healthy. So now there's so much pressure on actually going to bed and successfully sleeping that the perfectionist is like, hey, we have to get a perfect sleep. And then if... Uh, uh, tossing and turning already appeared or waking up, then it's already not successful. And then why going back to sleep? Uh, that, do you know what? I had never thought of that before, but of course it is. You know, to somebody that is already needing to squeeze the life out of their day in terms of time, yeah. getting a good sleep is just another one of those things to put on their to-do list, which makes them even feel more pressurized. I hadn't even thought about exactly. that. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. And because right. you know, uh, um, there's such a, an awareness and um, so many more people are talking about this now, um, it's one more thing to have to compare and one other thing um, that we have to make sure we're doing properly, like drinking our green smoothies and <laughs> meditating yeah. 20 minutes twice a day, you know, are you good enough? Exactly. And is that a... Is it a task successfully completed, or is it could you have done better? Could you be sleeping better? Could you have sleep uh, slept more successfully, right? And then it's it's coming to these. But of course, also uh, what's a big um, part of it is a lot of people just can't turn it off. They they are in this constant uh, solution finding state that in their minds comes up. Once they're done with something for next week, then they see what's coming up in the next two weeks. And then once they're done with this, they see uh, their work ahead of time. And then they, they see what's the, what's the problem next month, what needs to be done there. And it's a, it's a constant re-moving uh, forward into the future where uh, pr problems can uh, be seen and obviously already being uh, prevented. Uh, so... What I'm realizing, a lot of people right now, actually, who, who don't believe in energy work are actually energy workers in some way or form. They might not be energy healers. In my eyes, they are because they are successfully, they're trying to successfully complete their task. So it's a, it's a way or form of, of healing or being successfully moving forward. Now, 
think about when you have a checklist in your mind. You go like, this has to be done, that has to be checked off. And you energetically or mentally energetically already going forward and see what needs to be done. And then if you include the energy work with it, um, and, you know, a lot of people are um, trusting in their, in their belief system. And, you know, a, a good prayer, for example, can go a long way. If you, if you have a task in front of you that needs to be successfully completed, and you, you don't know exactly how it's going to happen, a good prayer goes a long way. Of course, as energy healer, do energy work on it. Sorry, Tana, can you just go back on that for just one moment? So a good prayer goes a long way, meaning that if you've got a task, you've got to get done, you write it down, what, the night before or the week before, and then you say a prayer for its completion. Is that what you're saying? Yes, send a good prayer. Let's say uh, you believe in God or you believe in Jesus Christ. You you are saying the prayer um, to support you to be uh, successfully successfully completing the task or even go further. See how you can involve God more in your daily life because we're thinking often like, I have to do it myself. We don't see the the divine in our daily lives. We're just seeing it more like, oh, I have to do this. It's not like uh, life takes care of it or God takes care of it or the divine takes care of it, where then we can make sure that there's miracle energy involved because when we complete a task, we kind of like, yeah, task completed. But there's usually not like that beauty, that grace, that light in there because we are usually having then to go to the next task. And we're like, we're just kind of grumpy completing one task after the other instead of like, hey, this is awesome. This is the most amazing experience right now. I completed the task. Let me have a moment of, uh, of uh, love and triumph. And I enjoy this moment. Why don't I get myself right now um, a tea um, or just a, a break <laughs> or just a massage, you know? This is a task. I love that this concept. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great concept. <laughs> we have to reward ourselves more for when we complete things instead of uh, keeping ourselves out of the equation because often we just see ourselves as the good spirit that fixes it, but we don't see that we have a body that requires also attention in terms of being considered. Mm. You know, sometimes I really resist even sitting down to make that task list because that, even that process, I think, holy moly, it's, that in itself is overwhelming. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to say a prayer just to do my task list. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to have a cup of tea while I do it. <laughs> make yeah, it a spiritual energy healing experience. Yes, and how beautiful is that to consider every task because... Instead of just going about it and saying, well, I have to do this and this and this, why do we not integrate the miracle of life, the miracle of the divine into this process? Because wherever there is the divine and we are considering ourselves, the outcome is so much more satisfying because we're not leaving ourselves out. It's we, because when, we, when we're not considering ourselves in this process, then we're just thinking about to get from point A to point B, without realizing that getting the distance between point A and B is the longest time. Being at point A or being at point B is the shortest time because we're already looking for point C. 
And once we're at point C, we're looking for point D. So the space in between is really the most, um, the most space that we are not considering as life experienceable um, and satisfy, satisfyingly um, experienceable because we don't even consider that space as there's space for us. And we're not considering ourselves in that space. So it means we just accept the point A successful start and point B successful finish, and then from point B to C a successful start and a successful finish when we get to point uh, C. Now think about it as a race. If you're running and you're a runner, uh, starting the race is one one minute. You're starting the race, and then you enter you enter the race is one minute. That's like two minutes. But what if that was a marathon that took you three hours? So all these three hours are not considered in terms of what you could have enjoyed, experienced, planned, or utilized. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a a very interesting concept. Anyway, thank you, Etana, for sharing and enlightening us with that message. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from one of our guests about insomnia, the the inability to fall asleep while we bring our troubles with us. So stay tuned, listeners.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. Listeners, this week we are discussing insomnia. It affects so many people and keeps people up awake at night, affects their days. A lot of it is that we are not working with our troubles, our problems, or as this program suggests, our energy to clear that so we can sleep and rest well at night. Um, We've just been talking about creating lists and the process of creating lists, and I guess the anxiety that um, comes from just feeling this overwhelm of having to manage everything and get everything done and ticked off, um, which for a lot of people is a, a real growing concern in our ever-busy, ever-increasingly fast-paced lives. So we have a guest with us today that is with us often, uh, pretty much every week, in fact, and she is also an energy healer. Her name is Saber. Hello, Saber. Hello, darling. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. I slept well last night, so I cannot say that I've been suffering from insomnia. However, recently I have been having extremely um, vivid dreams, uh, you know, quite violent dreams, actually. So I'm not saying that that's insomnia, but my sleep has been, obviously, uh, my psyche has been working through a lot of, you know, my own challenges in my sleep. And, you know, you wake feeling not particularly rested. So I guess in some ways that's taking my troubles into my sleep as well. This topic of insomnia, share with us what you know as a healer and a practitioner, a teacher, a mother, and just a all-round awesome chick. Thank you. I'm a robot, too, so I don't sleep, so I can't comment at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) I wanted to take what you were saying because you kind of are leading or segueing into what I was wanting to talk about. And Atana was kind of talking about that, you know, that daily mindset and um, not not that you're not healers, but that you're just kind of in the in the mind, not in the heart so much, and um, but doing both. But at nighttime, the healers, okay, they're actually going to work more for the planet at nighttime. And a lot of healers, I would say in the past four or five years, I remember talking to Atana about this years ago, and I just said, can you believe all of this this warfare going on at nighttime, right? And these like almost like demonic activity. And he's like, I know, can you believe it? Everyone's talking about it for their sessions and this and that. This was years ago. And it kind of, it got like worse and worse and worse. And then it went away. And now we're starting to see a little bit of resurgence in this type of activity. And at nighttime when healers and, you know, I believe that most people are healers at heart somewhere um, are doing a healing job uh, or healing act. They are also, taking their daytime troubles, that, and then adding on to it, they're healing at nighttime for the planet. So people are freaking exhausted. Like, I'm tired, but then you know, like, this other form of tiredness that you're like, I can't even believe I'm this tired and I'm still functioning. You know what I'm saying? And so we've got to learn how to disconnect from everything, from electronics and the day and our thoughts and our uh, timelines. But at nighttime, as Atana was speaking of, prayer, you've got to send an intention of epic proportions before you go to bed that I, Saber, will not 
let my energy be used for darkness during astral time. And I say it is so. And I like to say it three times just in case they didn't understand me. But when I go to sleep, my energy will be used for the good and the love and the healing of this planet, not for something else. So is that your your nighttime routine? Like you lie there in bed or you make an ulcer? What do you do? Well, (laughs) you're getting a little personal, huh? But uh, uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Joke, joke. There's nothing going on in my room at nighttime except for me saying this prayer. Um, kids, 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 love those kids. But uh, I, as I was saying before, there was like a resurgence of this. So recently, this is something that I've been doing sometimes two or three days at a time, and then I feel like this energy dissipates and then it comes back. And uh, so it's not it's not every night, but every night before I go to bed. I will always say what I'm thankful for, you know, or that I love myself and I love this planet. If, if I'm, like, so tired, I'm just like, I love you guys, good night, you know. But I always try to take the time to be thankful toward all of the beings that are working for us and that we're working with simultaneously and harmoniously and they're guiding us and teaching us. And um, it's just a beautiful thing. And I try to teach my children the same thing. You know, I don't teach them about, so, oh, mommy's so going to war. Uh, yes, honey, go ahead. Sorry, go just ahead. for everybody that doesn't know what astral travel is, can you just tell, uh, just explain to all this what that is, please? Okay, so astral traveling is is the time when you are asleep. Uh, it doesn't have to be when you're in REM because there's different stages of it. But astral traveling is when you are in your deepest sleep and you are your spirit leaves the body and it goes to whatever or whomever it needs to go to. And at nighttime, many of us have uh, dreams of flying, right? And sometimes you'll wake up in the middle of it and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I was just flying. And you know you were flying. is because you are flying. You are coming out of your body and going to school, your spaceship that you're visiting, uh, visiting a, a friend on the other side of the world, working on um, cleaning up the oceans. I mean, whatever you're doing at nighttime. Um, is considered astral traveling. And, um, and, and lucid dreaming could be um, compatible in, in those two as well. Okay, that's really interesting. Thank you. Thank you for that explanation. So just You're in welcome. terms of then you say these prayers, you say these um, affirmations, whatever you want to call them, to be able to keep your energy to yourself so that it's not being used. But what is the warfare? How does that even work going on at night? And why can't people sleep? So some people are having, working out in these dreams and then other people just cannot go to bed. Well, my husband is, um, is having a hard time with that. And I, I personally don't have a hard time falling asleep. It's kind of like, my actual sleep patterns when I get to sleep, right? My body's exhausted when it wakes up. Um, But my husband is having this issue, and I know that we were talking about this before, but it was all of what he is, like, in the mind. You know, he's a tech guy. He has to have things on numbers, and they have to make sense. And, you know, it's like it's another thing he has to do is go to sleep and have eight hours of sleep and have it at this amount. And I know he's, like, measuring it out, right? Um, stressing himself out, as Latana was talking about. 
And um, I have, I've really been trying to teach him to just breathe before bed because breathing before bed, and I know that sounds so like ridiculous. Oh my God, it's so easy, but no, it's, it's like remembering that you're okay in your body. It's okay to be on this planet. It's okay to release. It's okay to be present. And every time you take a breath, but a deep breath, all of that energy goes down into your system. It's a computer. And that, that energy goes into the computer and it says, relax, you can do this. You're okay. You know, let's move forward. Um, so I, we've really been working on it. I'll let you guys know how we do because we just started it like three days ago. And he slept really, really good last night, which was like the first time in a long time. So um, well, that's great. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works. Yeah, that's really good. And I think a lot of it has to do with technology as well and just being so wired all the time to sort of getting into that world of, of yes. technology and constant movement. Um, you know, Atana, just segueing back to you for a minute, we've had quite a few discussions where, you know, you have unusual sleep patterns as well. And for many years, you would wake um, really at all kinds of hours and you have such a beautiful way of, of working that moment which is you have been woken to then do healing on the planet and just even having that mindset to say this is a blessing now I'm doing energy work that is a that's a big shift in the way people think about sleeping so I, I just want to dive into that for, for a few minutes can you talk to us a little bit about that please when I got initiated into the deeper levels of energy healing and energy work, um, specifically angel work, there is certain times when angels wake you up so that you know it's like this is angelic. Often it's like 2.22 or 3.33, 4.44, um, you know, these times when there's like, these are auspicious times. And specifically... In the um, in the morning wee hours, there is a very sacred time and a moment where it's very easy to connect to the divine. And uh, in general, it's easier to to work for me at night because there's less uh, chatter going on in terms of, of uh, chaos and interference. Um, you know, especially like after twelve o'clock, it gets a little bit more quiet. And um, it's easier for for me, or was easier for me at that time to do energy work. And I got often woken up. And you know, there's also different areas where your internal organs start detoxing different times of the of the evening of the night. And so when you when you wake up, or when I got woken up, I literally had to do energy work on the planet on myself because it was the easiest. Um, uh, time to do it. And I, I did already energy work at that time um, on a daily basis. I, I took that very, very serious. So in the daytime, I started to do, when I got up, I did energy work for one hour. Throughout the day, I did energy work. And in the evenings, I do energy work. And then, of course, when I got woken up, I did it even in the night. I realized how an, uh, an awesome tool this is in the system. So I realized that all past build-up can be transformed and addressed with this kind of energy work. So why would I waste my time in not doing it? Um, and so then I started yeah. to <laughs> I started to utilize this uh, the system more and more because I wanted to work ahead of time, obviously. 
because why would I just work on, uh, on it in the past as a highly effective person? So I started even to do past life work throughout the day, and then just even more and more and more, I dug into the past and clearing past life trauma that I still was carrying. And then once I was done, though, because once you do energy work, it's literally you, you're, you're throwing a blender, a mixer in the depth of the of the teacup, and all of a sudden everything comes up to the surface that was on the bottom. And it gives you, of course, an opportunity to fish out what is not serving or what's interfering or what creates um, interferences. And the more you're clearing yourself, the more the deeper levels are opening up that want to come up to the surface because now you clear the the upper levels and the upper levels represent a lid because they they represent pressure. And when you when that pressure uh, subsides, of course, what is lower will then come up to the surface. And then that was representing a lid for the next deeper level, and that will come then up to the surface too. Now that goes up to infinite until you get a master, an athlete of transformation. And the more you get into it, the more you get into a rhythm where this is the the, the ideal uh, space is just being in this constant flow of transformation. And when you can find comfort in transformation, that's where the constant is. Yeah, great. Thank you for sharing that with us. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we're back, we're coming to talk more about insomnia, the inability to go to sleep. Stay with us. Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and if you like anything you've been listening today, the easiest way to find Atana's work and the method that he has created to help, you know, his goal is to create help as many people around the world as possible learn healing so they can heal themselves, their world, and also the world itself. So you can find everything that you need on his website, which is atanamethod.com. Uh, or Google him. You can find his social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Have a look at the YouTube videos. They're fantastic. And um, that website will lead you to everything you need. Links to the crystal stores, to, to Atana's one month, 
to every single thing that he offers, which is very vast, um, from music to chanting to one-on-one sessions to classes that you can do over the internet. So he, he's got a he's got everything. We have another guest with us today, Carol. Hello, Carol. Hello. I'm here. I'm awake. I <laughs> know <laughs> I had a little thing where I wanted to pretend I was sleeping, snoring when we came back from that ad break, but I might <laughs> be a little bit gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit, uh, you know, not very kind to sort of our listeners. Um, Carol, let us talk about insomnia. Can you relate to this topic? Oh, yeah. I thought for a minute that Atana was talking about me at first at the beginning. Um, <laughs> back in the day, uh, in before before I was an energy healer and even in the beginning days of being an energy healer, I was definitely that person. I had the checklist. I had the to-do list. My brain was constantly... Um, assessing all the things to do and how many things were done and how many things still needed to be done. And, uh, in fact, when I would try to sleep at night, and and sleep has been a a difficult thing for me throughout my adult life, um, I I used to call it the eight layers of distraction. It's like what he was saying. It's like I'd be planning ahead or be thinking like, okay, resolving these issues for today, but what about tomorrow? And I would visualize, you know, like, okay, I've got that one completed. It can go aside. And then like another one would come up. And as I've been listening to Atana and you and Saber talk, I've realized that I... I've learned recently about this theory about the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of the brain and um, the the left hemisphere being more detail-oriented. And looking back at my my evolution of going from having uh, trouble sleeping, and I am telling you, I was so meticulous. I kept a sleep bank in my head, and I would know, um, I was like, I said, like that person's like, okay, I have to get eight hours or seven at least, and if I only got six and a half, then I was a half an hour in debt, and by the end of the week, you know, I had to move (laughs) it up somewhere. (laughs) The the bank had to be repaid. (laughs) And so as I got more into uh, the energy healing and liberating myself from, like, the constraints of the life that I was in, I realized now, looking back at it, that one of the things that, one of the processes that has taken place with the energy work is that taking the broader view, the broader perspective, And I feel like that's one thing that happens when we do our energy work at night or even when you say the prayer or have the intention. It's that you're taking yourself out of the micromanagement, out of the microcosm of your life and allowing yourself to expand into the broader perspective of the planet of the galaxy of the universe and I feel like that connects us at some way you know to where we can say okay 
yeah, like so this list of 12 things that I didn't get done today are relatively small when you look at it from a universal point of view, right? <laughs> it's like the yeah. universe is not, not worried about those 12 things. And whether we're conscious of that or not, I feel like when when we're doing those intention or when I'm doing my energy healing at night and especially working um, healing the planet, I feel like that just brings you into that connection to have that broader perspective so that you can lay those microscopic things, which seem really big when you're looking at them, you know, like when you're right there in front of them, they're like, yeah, I've got to do these things. But when you can take a step back and look at it from that bigger, broader perspective, then I think it allows you to relax and be more taken care of by your support team, by the angels, by uh, the planet, you know, by God, by the universe. And then you can sleep. Yay! We all want to sleep, <laughs> don't we? We all want to sleep. At least a little you know, bit, right? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. You know, Carol, I can, I can relate to that as well. I There have been times in my life where, uh, you know, I would stay up and I would try to study as much as I can and I'd go to bed late and then, you know, you have to get up early and I was getting um, such little amounts of sleep every night and for some reason in my life I thought that was a good thing and then I almost flipped and then I couldn't get to sleep and when I wanted to sleep I couldn't get to sleep and um, I was awake and my brain would be, would be going a thousand miles an hour and um, I think I was probably suffering from some real anxiety or something at that period of my life. And I remember I had I learnt a type of meditation that really, I guess looking back now, was like an energy healing for myself where I started to to visualize and, and go down into different chambers and talk to my inner self. And that process of, of, of doing that actually taught me how to relax. Um, but then now I've taken a Tana's lead. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I now think, oh, good. You know, now I'm going to do my energy healing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. see it as an opportunity but it's it's getting past that mindset of oh my gosh it has to be a certain way it has to be this microscopic way that sometimes something even bigger and more beautiful can unfold when you let go a little bit where Atana calls connecting to that oneness consciousness that ultimately that starts to really conduct your life and drive your life forward when you can tune into that. As well, which is what you're saying, which is the support, which is being supported by that, by that beautiful energy in that place. Isn't that correct? Mm-hmm. And when I look back at the times when I had more trouble sleeping, was when I was in more connected to the lack thinking, the lack consciousness, and I was more regulated with, uh, you know, like not having, not feeling like I had any uh, choice on when I slept, when I woke up, and even uh, just making a negotiation with my workplace at the time to where I could adjust my hours and accommodate my sleep patterns helped me, you know, and and so I look at that like we, 
we often feel so constrained and uh, powerless, right? Like, I, I have to do this, and I have to get up at a certain time, and so I have to go to sleep by a certain time. And then that, like, any deviation from that puts us into that anxiety and lack because it's like, oh, but I can't, you know, like, what's going to happen? And uh, and ultimately, we feel disempowered with that system. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It is very disempowering to feel like that. Sabre, just, just coming back to you for a minute, that disempowerment feeling that we've just been discussing, do you see that a bit with your clients as well? I'm seeing that all across the board. Uh, clients, mm. uh, children, friends, you know, just given the 411, you know, we see everybody, oh, I have this going on. Um, so it's, it's just interesting. Um, I'm not having any trouble falling asleep, but we all know I'm a weirdo, so... Um, it's like, who knows? But, uh, well, you'd yeah. be up singing in the kitchen, couldn't you? Really? Doing a little dance on the kitchen we table. We are dancing. You know, do you know who Count Basie is? No. Count Basie, Count Basie was a, uh, a jazz musician in the 1950s, I believe. And he was, you know, he was the guy playing the, the jazz with Frank Sinatra. He was the music. And um, we had him on last night, and we were rocking it. Uh, so if anyone's ever heard of who is looking for a good uh, song to chill out and have some fun to, Count Basie. And where I'm from in New Jersey, there's a town, and there's a theater called the Count Basie Theater, and that's where he used to play. And um, so it's like a big connection to him. I love that place. I don't know. Count Basie, he's, he's an angel around us today wanting to get his music out there. I don't know. But that's a really good point you've just raised because yeah. I think a lot of it is not being able to relax and enjoy life as well and everything is yes. so serious and everything is so, we've got to get this, we've got to get that and we forget to stop and actually turn on the music and dance and actually just enjoy life. And I think, um, you know, we've been drummed to be, actually, I think it's getting worse. We're all getting drummed more and more and more to be super efficient, super efficient. Um, you yeah. know, get up, do this, do that, produce, 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 produce. We're not really told to relax, enjoy more, <laughs> that's enjoy what, the music, that's what, enjoy yeah. one another. <laughs> Whoa, look at you. Enjoy the music, <laughs> savor the smells of life, you know. Like, and seriously, that's that's why I'm here. I'm not here to, you know, discuss physics with you all. I'm here to make you laugh and to make you smile and maybe make you cry sometimes like I did last week. But um, I'm just here to remind you that this is supposed to be fun and this is supposed to be enjoyable and there's going to be hard times, but we've got to laugh at ourselves because if we can't, then we're in big trouble. So um, laugh at yourself because you... Deserve yes. it. Yes, and it's infectious. Yay! Yay. <laughs> it is infectious. Yay. On that note, on that note, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we're coming back, we're going to talk more about insomnia, and I actually want to hear a little bit about the crystal stores. So stay tuned, listeners. We'll be back in a minute.
welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I am your host, Anna, and today we have been talking about insomnia. It affects a lot of people, a lot of people up at night, worrying, taking their troubles into their sleep time where we should be resting and relaxing. Um, Or, as Atana does, and I have started to practice as well, using that opportunity to heal ourselves, our past, our futures, saying prayers, and most of all, healing the planet. So that is an opportunity to not be missed, especially at the moment with what's going on. Atana, you are always busy uh, helping people heal. You have got sessions going left, right and centre. You've got classes, you've got meditations, you've got one month going on. What is happening over this next month that other people can share in? Well, first of all, we have uh, spring coming up, and for the spring, I'm going to increase um, also the the exposure for the healing work. I'm going to be invited for a telethon kind of thing in uh, in the for the organization You Well, and um, they they have a lot of uh, interesting people that they put on their shows. It has all and everything to do with prosperity and how to get yourself into a prosperous life and how to get yourself more effectively connected to prosperity. And also, you know, many, many different uh, um, uh, forms of that, you know, and what prosperity is and, and wealth in general. And so they, they are um, asking me to come on the show sometimes mid-March. I will uh, find out about the exact uh, date. And um, there's also a couple of packages that's going to be given away there and reduced packages. And uh, that might be interesting for our listeners to uh, tune in then. I will get the exact um, times and uh, when that's going to be broadcasted um, out. And then, of course, we have the Friday classes. The Friday classes are so amazing. We have people from all walks of life coming to the crystal class. We all get a crystal and do a crystal meditation. And then slowly being introduced to the healing properties of the crystals. And that's always a, a loving and beautiful experience. So when are they on on Fridays? Uh, the Fridays at 7 p.m. And I want to introduce also a Tuesday uh, 7 p.m. Uh, crystal guided crystal meditation in East Nashville. That's the other store. And around the big rose quartz. It's so powerful. It's um, it's a really amazing feeling to have this big rose quartz in the middle of the room, literally in the middle of Nashville, and then you get to uh, do a meditation with it. It's uh, it's very it's very clearing and liberating. If anybody wants to see that big crystal, jump on to Atana's Instagram page, and you will be able to see it. It is enormous. That crystal. It, it is, and it has. The um, the vastitude of the of the crystal gives you an idea how big your heart can be. You know, we all have like little slivers of rose quartz or small rose quartz pendants, and we want to support the little heart chakra. But when you get to realizing, oh my God, there's like a mountain of rose quartz right in front of me, and so how big is my heart? You know, how how big is the love contained in my heart? And it gives you a good idea how we can uh, tap into our infinite and expand when uh, specifically, um, you know, when we even think that we are in our most furthest expansion of our hearts, you know, and then we can even expand further. Mm. 
That is a beautiful thought. Um, so if anybody wants to see that, just jump onto the Instagram page. It is an amazing site. I've actually never seen such a big rose crystal in my life. Um, it's pretty. I don't even know how you got it in there. It's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was like, but, um, it was like it was it was like Egypt past lives remembrance when we when I saw we had like about twelve people pulling on that stone carrying it and holding it and <laughs> pulling and pushing and uh, it reminded me of like okay this is Egypt this is Egypt remembrance time because when you uh, just think about how your bodies. Uh, big sarcophagi in, into the tombs in the past lives in, in Egypt. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it was very much on the same scale because it's over a ton um, heavy, you know, so that's a, it's a heavy crystal. And we have also a lot of new, we have a lot of new crystals came, came in um, to, the, to the crystal store in both, both crystal stores are stocked with amazing crystals. And I just realized something, too. We had a lot of Himalayan salt crystal lamps that we just got in. And um, they are so powerful. When you put them even in the, in the vents, in the air-conditioner vents, in the air intake, it can help uh, scrap the air in your, in your space. It can help really bring up good, healthy breathing. It can eliminate a lot of uh, the uh, fungus or mold in the air. And it helps to improve the air quality. Um, you know, just even if you have a salt lamp that's not plugged in, just put it in the air intake and see what's going to happen in the whole space. Mm. Okay. Thank you for that tip. Atara, insomnia must also have some crystals that can help support people getting to sleep and getting that rest that we all really, really need. What sort of crystals will help? I found out that uh, some crystals that are lowering the electromagnetic frequencies help, uh, like shungite and black tourmaline, and also a white stone that's called scolicide uh, that helps when people are high-powered people on day and then they just kind of have to relax. It helps to go into that relaxation mode in the evenings. These are called scolicide, S-C-O-L-E, Scolicide, C-I-T-E, scolicide. And when you, uh, when you work with these, these are pretty amazing. Then also yellow barite, B-A-R-I-T-E, is also very effective to get you into the connection, divine sleep patterns. And, you know, of course, uh, kambaba, jasper, anything that has to do with um, heaviness and uh, worries and thoughts about the future, um, giving you more space so that you can get rest. And you, of course, your intention, your most powerful tool you have is your intention. Do say a prayer and have the intention that no stress is going to go to sleep with you, but that you're actually giving the stress permission to be transformed and released. I highly recommend um, also um, get the book Sacred Inner Dialogue and read to the book if you get woken up and do some Sacred Inner Dialogue um, on your sleep patterns or on yourself, um, that will alone help you. Or just do a mantra before you go to sleep. Um, put your feet in cold water. Ground yourself. Get into the circadian rhythm. There's so many things that can be done that it's so effective. Mm. That Sacred Inner Dialogue book is, is very good. And just being able to read some of those 
uh, sacred inner dialogues can help if your mind's going a thousand miles an hour and you can't ground yourself. You've already done it for everybody in those um, in those phrases. Yes. Mm. So I just want to open back up uh, to the to the guests as well. Has anybody got anything they'd like to say to the listeners just about sleeping and the importance of sleep or how to get to sleep or not to worry about not getting to sleep? Carol? Mm-hmm. Let, go, let go of the sleep bank if you have one. <laughs> it, it will serve you no good to keep track. Relax. Yeah. You know, a, a thought just came to me. Of, I really love Saber's idea of just like just taking a breath because there's just so much with that that, like she said, you know, so thank you, Saber. And, um, You're welcome. You know, but I just, I just like thought too that it would be really nice to just like hug yourself. You know, like how often do we hug ourselves? It's just like when we're taking that nice deep breath that Saber was talking about, to just like hug ourselves and say it's going to be okay as we say that prayer or the intention. Mm, yeah, it's like soothing ourselves to sleep. I read a pretty amazing book once about, I think I've spoken to everybody about um, uh, really parenting and making that connection to your children. And there was a really interesting part there that, um, some of us really can't fall asleep at night when our loved ones are not in the house, uh, our partners or whoever. And that goes back to our childhood when we, we need that soothing and comforting of going to sleep and knowing somebody else is there. So that thought of giving yourself a hug, that, that is a really great thought because that's soothing and comforting uh, ourselves to sleep in many ways. And a lot of us are looking for that connection and that soothing and that comfort from life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Saber, I'm going well, to do, come to you. Do I, well, do I dare to say it? I'm going to say it. Say it. So, I wanted to say all it. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Thank you, thank you. We benefit greatly from having sex at nighttime. And to show love to one another and love the self, if that is what you need to do. But um, I never sleep better. You know, I'm taking a deep breath. I can't smoke cigarettes, so I'm taking a deep breath after you know what. So uh, it, does, uh, it does help. So just saying, you wouldn't have that ability if you weren't supposed to be using that ability. Um, so. Good point. Right, there you go. All right, give me my 50 cents now. 50 cents. Okay, Okay, Tana, we're coming back to you. You're going to take it out because we've got to wrap this show. Well, first of all, know that in heart we are all children and know that you are perfectly being taken care of. Connect yourself to your source. Know that you're loved. Know that you can love. And surround yourself with love. Before you go to bed, don't watch anything that could interfere with feeling safe and loved. If you if you decide to watch a movie that's not so good, even if it's a weird comedy that could be influenced by subliminals, make sure that you are saying a prayer for your safety for this night. 
that you are not multidimensionally being affected, that your dream time is not being interfered with. Make sure you could turn all the internet, the wireless off, and get yourself into a safe, beautiful place where you can get some rest. Allow yourself to get rest. Make sure that you give yourself permission to, for one night, get some full rest and trust that you're going to deserve it and that you get it and sleep. And once you wake up, make sure that you listen to our next show. We love you. This is Atana and Carol Saber and Ron, our wonderful producers there, all of our beautiful sponsors. And we are grateful that we have you in our lives. We are serving the best we can do. If we can do better, let us know. Thank you, everyone. See you again next week.